We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. What are the answers to some of life's most important questions? Actually, you can't avoid answering these questions because you already do. It happens simply by how you have chosen to structure your priorities, spend your money, and use your time. Tune in as we interview pastors and leaders throughout the valley discussing the must-answer questions on The Form Show. Welcome to the Forum Show. Mark Lucas here, Faith Talk 1360, and also listening in in the beautiful podcast world. What a joy it is week in and week out to have these conversations with you. Conversations, my heart, my desire, my prayer is that these conversations would be catalytic to be able to help you connect faith to life. Here's the reality in this show today. So many times throughout my day, and I know you're going to be able to relate to this, we just have this overwhelming fear whether it's the news, whether it's social media, whether it's looking at the stock market, whether it's looking at supply chain, whether it's looking to see if my Tesla is going to come in. We have all of these things that we are so concerned with and consumed by that at the end of the day, we ask ourselves, how do we have this abundant life that Jesus wants for us? I'm going to call it the mega life. How do we have this mega life when we are so really crippled by fear in so many ways. So that's where we're headed today. I have this beautiful little like magnetic board in my kitchen, and it says, choose faith over fear. Well, what does that look like? How do we do that? Well, today on the show, I've got the perfect guest to have this conversation. He's staring right back at me. He has the most amazing beard. I've got Ramon, the producer with an incredible beard. I've got David Bowie. Bowie, I call him because, yes, I am his friend. He's got an amazing beard. I have no beard, and I have beard <laughs> envy. So a little bit about David Bowie. We're just going to call him Bowie because we are friends with Bowie. He's big, he's bald, and he is bearded. We like to know him as the teddy bear. Grew up in a small town right here in Casa Grande. Mm-hmm. The C to the G, I love it. He's an only child. Had many different jobs, jobs that I don't even know when I've known this guy now for almost a year. Family-owned assisted living facility, kennel attendant, high school biology teacher. Learned that today. Student service counselor, had a degree in chemistry and biology. BS in biology services with an emphasis in animal physiology. You you sound smart when I say that. (laughs) And behavior. He just wanted to be a guy that would pet cute, fuzzy creatures all day. I couldn't agree more. How amazing of a job would that be? Uh, He rides motorcycles, loves playing music, drums, guitars, singing, served in youth ministry for a decade, was an actor at the Arizona Renaissance Festival. 
He's a Scotsman and says pants are overrated. Mm-hmm. Bowie, thank you so much for being my guest today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It was a ton of fun. It's a, it's just a joy right now. We could just say, you know what, we're done, and I've had fun. So, <laughs> But we're going to jump into this conversation. Really, I always like to ask my beautiful guest, Aww. why don't you share a bit of your journey, a bit of your story, to really give some context in the conversation that we have around fear today. So just jump into a bit of your story, brother. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so thanks so much for that uh, for that intro. I love that you got to uh, touch on all the uh, the fun points in life there. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different of a route there and talk about some of the not-so-fun points um, in my life here recently. Um, so part of my testimony. So for a long time, uh, it's been a season of, of chaos. And um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I got some great parents, loving father, loving mother. Both are great examples to me. Um, but it's it's not always been, you know, sunshine and rainbows. For my dad, um, he was he was actually disabled when I was fairly young, like about seven years old. Um, he had an injury that was also exacerbated by a previous medical condition. And so from seven years old on to the end of his life, dude wasn't able to work. Um, and I'm sure that you can resonate with this. As a man, that's a, that's a big part of our identity is being able to be a provider, being able to be there for our family and ensure that, well, there's a roof over our heads and there's food on the table. That's a big part of it. Um, for him, um, well, it was very tough because then my mom had to become the breadwinner. And, you know, great gal. She stepped up. She became a nurse and had been that way for – been that way. She'd been a nurse for 45 years um, this year actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is just amazing, super talented. She's done everything. You name it. Like ICU, NICU, ER. Like she's – she's yeah, she's a rock star. Um and so while you know she became the breadwinner my dad was dealing with a lot of you know physical things and a lot of emotional things as well some of his past some of his upbringing there was there was some abuse and neglect that he lived through in his life and so it made it really hard for him to always present his best self you know day in day out i'm sure we're we're all guilty of that time or two um, but it was a real challenge for him. And so while he was dealing with all these different hurts, um, well, you know, kids react in different ways in different environments. And I reacted by becoming a bit of a pleaser. You know, hey, what does my dad need? Um, how is he feeling today? Is he in pain? Is he feeling sad about, you know, not being able to provide? Like what's going on there? And so that actually um, – caused me to place a lot of value on how others around me viewed me. And if, if they were happy, if they were, you know, if everything was good, then okay, I must be doing something right. And on the opposite end of that, if people were upset, if people were, you know, disappointed, like I get really scared, fear would start to creep in. And that's been something that I've been wrestling with for many, many years. I mean, you know, I'm usually the super happy guy. You know, we're, we're having fun. We're being energetic. You know, we're, we're living our best life. But underneath, I'm, I'm really worried. I'm really scared. And I want to make sure that everybody around me is in a good place. And if they're not, okay, what am I doing wrong there? 
And so, um, so to catch up a little bit, um, my dad passed away about you know ten years ago. So it, it's tough, you know. You lose a parent. That's that's a hard thing for anybody to go through. And for me, hearing a lot, you know, hey, you're the man of the house. Well, okay, that's that's a lot of pressure to put on on another man. Um, Shortly after that, uh, we'd run a family business for about 13 years. So shortly after he passed, well, our, our business closed. So that's a hard thing to go through as well. Mm-hmm. I remember being scared of, well, how's my mom going to you know, be? What's, what's her financial state going to be? Um, we had to sell the property that we were, were operating this out of. And so I had to work really hard to make sure that was all set up for the sale. Um, and it, it definitely wasn't a seller's market like it is uh, today. So it was a lot tougher back then. Um, I got a part-time job while I was doing that. Um, and thank God, at some point, I was offered a position as a high school teacher. Now, you know, you think like, okay, that's cool. Like you get to go in, you get to teach, you know, kids, you get to build them up. Well, you know, that was one of the most rewarding jobs that I've ever had. It's also one of the hardest. It can be very scary to be a teacher because you've got all these different requirements that are placed on you by, you know, the state, by administrators, by yourself. um, And you just want to do the best job that you can. Well, it can get to be really stressful. Like I had to rebuild my my, uh, curriculum like three different times. Mm -hmm. Um, It was... It was just really, really hard. There were all really high standards that I felt I had to live up to. So, you know, as much fun as it was being a teacher, there's a lot of fear that's involved with that. Um, during that time, I married my beautiful, incredibly talented, God-loving wife, um, and you know, she's been she's been amazing. Um, I got to admit, though, marriage is really stressful, and there's a lot of times when I've been afraid that I'm not doing things right. Um, if if she's not happy, what am I doing wrong? What am how am I messed up? And there's a lot of fear that can be involved there, and that's still something that I'm working through today. That that's a tough thing to shake right there. Um, here in the past three years, I've been in customer service. Hats off to anybody who's in customer service, serving in like the restaurant industry, any of those places, because um, it is a stressful, stressful job, and nobody calls customer service when things are going right. Right. Yeah. So, um, a lot of times, you know, I'd be afraid. Like if somebody calls in and they're mad, well, they might not be mad at me, but certainly feels like that. What did I do wrong? How did I mess up this situation for this person? So, a lot of fear that's involved in there. Um, and you know the fear becoming, well, what if I mess things up and I get fired? Well, I've got you know a family now. I've got bills to pay. I've got debts to pay. What happens if I mess this up and I end up hurting the people that I love the most? Um, so, all that to be said, my my battle with fear has been a long-standing one, and only here recently mm-hmm. have I really started to make some headway in that. About seven months ago, I started following God's calling in my life. I felt drawn towards what I like to call content creation. A lot of times you think content creation. You think like, you know, influencers, YouTubers, TikTokers. I think that's the right word. Um, Isn't that you? (laughs) um, I mean, maybe one day. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Those people make a lot of money, too. Oh, my gosh. And that's got to be so much fun. I, yeah. I don't fully understand it, but yeah, continue. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So content creation seven so, years ago. So uh, seven months ago. Seven, seven months, months ago. ago. Yeah, seven yeah. months ago. So this is fairly Definitely recent. Definitely slipped there. Yeah. No, no, no worries. Yeah. No judgment. <laughs> um, so 
I dabbled in TV, video, and radio in community college. But, you know, back then, everybody was like, you can't make a living at that. Like, you, you got to get a real job. Like, you got to make money. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no getting around that. Like, you got to grow up. Um, and so what, what did I do? I went to college, and I went after the real job, and I worked really hard to make sure that the real job was there. But um, here recently I found myself kind of asking me – asking me <laughs> – me asking me. Yeah. Why am I spending eight hours a day getting good at something that isn't really lighting the fire in me? Absolutely. Um, and are you saying that radio is not a real job? <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> I'm not making it out I here love alive, that you I? had that evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> is this really filling me? Is this really fueling me? Well, yeah. And I feel like we all have to ask ourselves that. Like, you, mm-hmm. life is so short. How are we going to spend it? What, what's going to be our legacy at the end of this? Um, are we spending it in a meaningful way? And, and not to say like, hey, if you got a if you got a regular nine to five job and you're just working really hard to make ends meet, like I got no judgment against you. Like you're a stand up citizen. That is honorable work right there. Just you know, keep at it. Keep doing the best that you can, man. Um, if if you have a passion, I would encourage you to pursue that in every way that you can. If it means you know, taking some classes at night or you know, doing some online stuff, getting some training, maybe volunteering somewhere um, and kind of moving on into that. Why not? Why not? We only get one chance at this. So why not spend it pursuing something that, that's at the core of our, our heart? Um, so, yeah. So along those lines, I actually started volunteering at my church. Uh, I want to do content creation. I want to do production. I started talking with some different people that were involved in, you know, the worship, involved in the tech side of things. And those folks have been amazing. They started pouring into me. They started building me up, helping to equip me, helping me to understand, you know, these different things better than I did, you know, just back in community college. And, um, I mean, the first thing that I got to do, I got to film a concert. Very first thing, they strap me into this harness. It's rigged up to a camera, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna sit you right next to the drums. Like that—that's your role. We want you to—we want you to film the drums. Like make this action packed." There was a confetti cannon that went off at some point, and they're like, "We're gonna get that in slow mo." And I'm just like, "Why? What? What? How? How am I? How am I being trusted to capture all this?" But it's just been amazing. They, they continue to pour into me. I get to. Uh, film online worship sessions. I've helped out with different interviews or storytelling. Um, I even get to run one of the Sunday services as well. And that's been amazing. Like, there's there's nothing better for a man than when you give him responsibility, when you tell him, hey, I trust you to do a good job with this. And it's just been it's been beautiful. And so, you know, granted, that's not the only thing I want to do. I actually, I mean, I'm really loving hearing my dulcet to low tones right now, but I want to move on into voice acting, into narrating audiobooks, into being able to do things like that that can really – have you ever had like a movie or a book or an album or something like that that just changed the course of your life? For sure. I think we all have, right? I want to be able to do one of those. Mm. I want to be able to contribute in that way. And I feel like that's what God's leading me towards. I love it. And I love this last part because I know I've been able to encourage you and walk this journey with you to You're a good beautiful man, degree. No, I just have enjoyed it. And this last part really in this last seven months, not seven years, but this last <laughs> seven months 
you've kind of stood at this place and said, okay, God, I trust you, and I want you to help me to take the steps to combat fear and to be able to not be always so risk adverse, Mm -hmm. but to lean in and say, okay, God, I want to go and I want to serve you. I want to go and I want to overcome my fears. I want to go and be fueled and filled with Mm -hmm. deep purpose and passion as I serve you with the gifts that God's given me. And I think based on what you've shared, thanks for your vulnerability, I really want to transition now and really begin to process, because all the listeners listening in right now, myself included, we have pressure. And I know I've done this visual with you before, but it's just a beautiful visual. Right now as you're driving, I want you to envision just a balloon. And inside of this balloon, I want to drop just a really thin washer. I want to blow the balloon up right now, okay? And as it's blown up, I want you to begin in your mind to imagine the balloon is moved in one direction, and it's in this circle direction of one way where you begin to spin it to the right over and over again, and that washer inside begins to have a concentric force where it moves in concentric circles, and now it's moving on the inside. Now envision, not with your hands, don't take them off the wheel, but envision now taking your hands and pressing them in, and as you do that, you feel that pressure and that washer increases speed. Well, that is a good visual for stress, for anxiety, for fear, for worry. And what happens is, and you shared this in your life, and I appreciate you sharing that, obviously with your dad passing 10 years ago, obviously with what happened with your dad physically and him now coming home. We all have things in our life right now in this season and in past seasons that have really been that pressure where right now you might feel like there's a tremendous amount of pressure that's pressing in on that balloon, and you feel that weight. You feel that pressure. And there's so much fear in that. There's so much fear that cripples us in that. So now I really want to transition because you've taken beautiful steps, and I'm really extremely encouraged and proud to see the transformation and growth. What are the tools based on where you've been and based on your story that really we can share to encourage the listeners and to walk with listeners and say, okay, here's some things that I've been doing that has really helped kind of lessen that pressure and help me take my hands off the balloon and really produce a sense of peace, a sense of joy in that, a sense of happiness in that. All these fruits that we want as Christians, but all these times are like, oh, man, how do you get those nine fruits again of the Spirit? What does that look like? What do I have to do? It's hard. It's Who do hard. I have to hijack to go get those fruits? Like, I mean, what does it look like for us to really get these things that Jesus promises us? And we're going to have a very practical moment right now for you to be able to share. So share some things that have been really good for you as tools, not only information, but also integration. So go ahead. No, no, of course. Thanks so much for that encouragement. I really appreciate yeah. that. Um, so... I've learned a few different things along the way. Like, obviously, I'm still a work in progress, just very much like you are. Right. Um, but uh, I just want to say that this isn't an exhaustive list of you know all the tools that are out there. There's a ton of different resources. I encourage everybody to continue searching for these. I just want to present a few things that have helped me along the way. Um, the first thing has been awareness. I mean, if we if we don't know where we're at, how do we know where we're going? And so recognizing the fear that's been in me. So, so how, do you, how do you, Mark, how do you usually respond to fear? 
I mean, typically I respond to fear where I'm crippled to make decisions, where I'm – when I'm in a fearful state, I'm just kind of a shell of a man. I'm really not definitely my best mm-hmm. relationally. That's fair. Uh, I don't really love well mm-hmm. when I'm crippled by fear or even really dealing with fear. Mm-hmm. I just kind of go into a neutral position and I'm really not driven to do much. Um, at times, I go into the reverse <laughs> gear, unfortunately. <laughs> but I just, I really become unproductive. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like you might be experiencing, well, have you ever heard of the, uh, you know, fight, flight, or freeze? Yes. It sounds like you might be experiencing a bit more of that freeze. Um, it's something called a, an F3 response. This is something that I um, actually learned from a really small gal by the uh, name of uh, Evie Pomporis. She's got a great book out there, uh, Becoming Bulletproof. It's fantastic. Um, definitely gleaned a lot from that book. Um, so what I would encourage you to do then, now that you've recognized, you know, well, what is my tendency? I tend to freeze up. Well, now you have an opportunity to prepare a response to that. Now, um, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm you know, preaching from a soapbox or anything because I tend to be a freezer as well. If I'm, if I'm upset, if I'm scared, I, I, I kind of stop and I don't know which direction to go in. Um, there's a lot of different countermeasures that you can prepare to combat this. One thing that I've learned here recently, and it sounds so oversimplified, Breathing. Mm. There's a technique that's called box breathing. This is something that you'll actually see uh, our our military forces use. I, I mean, you know, think about it. They're in stressful situations. They're they're getting shot at. They're All the shooting. Time. Yeah, this is there's explosions going off. Well, you can't freeze in a situation like that. You've got to be able to move forward. One of the simple things that they do is just inhaling, count of five, and you hold that breath mm. for. Another count of five. Exhale. Count of five. And you hold it out for a count of five. And you repeat that. And I've found even just that simple act, doing that three, four, five times, brings my anxiety down, brings my fear down to the point where I can actually evaluate what's going on around me. Mm. And what can I do in this situation? I mean, we're all afraid of, of different things, right? Um, I mean... We have fear of our reputation. How do others perceive us? Our careers. Uh, how well are we doing there? How am I going to provide for my family? Marriage. That is a big fear right there. Like, I want to do well in my marriage. I want to make sure that that this you know lasts. What is it? You know, fifty percent of marriages fail. Like of course, yeah. that. That's that's hard and that's scary. Parenting. I, I know. I mean, I'm not a parent myself, but I can. I can empathize with all the parents out there, it's a lot more complicated than I ever gave it credit for. I have it all figured out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shenanigans. <laughs> I mean, these are all fears that we all have. Yeah. If we can start recognizing these, where do they come from? What's, the, what's driving this? Then we can start to take steps to combat it. Uh, a, a simple question. The fear that you have about any, anything in life, is it a rational fear or is it an irrational fear? Is this something that could actually happen or is it something that might never occur? I, I mean, you know, am, am I afraid of aliens? Is that a rational or an irrational fear? 
Yeah. What's you know what's going on there? Am I afraid of getting in a car accident? Is that a rational or irrational fear? Can that actually happen? What are the steps that I can take there? And I, I do want to say that the feelings that you have, the the fear that you have, don't ever feel bad about that. I just want to encourage everybody: what you feel is real. Mm-hmm. Your feelings that you have actually serve a purpose. A lot of times it can be a warning signal. If if you're feeling fear about a situation, like I, I, we've all been in that situation where like, you know, say the birds stop chirping. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? That means there's probably a predator nearby or on the opposite end of that, for all you parents out there, when your kids get really quiet, yeah, they're probably up to something. And there's legitimate fear that comes along with that. Um, so... We just got to make sure that we're aware of what's going on. We got to take steps to combat that. Uh, a simple question that you can ask yourself, what do I have control over mm. in this situation? What can I actually do about this? Uh, what about the what ifs? What if this thing happens? What if this thing goes wrong? What if this – there's a really smart gal out there by the name of Mel Robbins. highly recommend taking a look at her books. She asks a countermeasure to this. What if it all works out? What if everything goes well? See, a lot of this, we're just, we're fighting against our own mind. We're fighting against the fears that we're thinking, that we're feeling. We just got to be able to get past those. It's been such a joy to take this all in and to have this conversation with you today, Bowie. Thanks for being my guest in the Forum Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Here in the radio world, Faith Talk 1360, and also in the podcast world. Have an amazing day, and we will talk to you real soon. Take care.